0: SV Pod is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Hey, I'm Scott Van Felt, Stanford Steve along shortly. We're talking Super Bowl, no big shock there. Interesting quotes from Steve Young about why the end came for him. And in college basketball, interesting line from Mark Few, head coach of the number one team in America, about what they might do when it comes time for conference tournaments. SV Pod on the way. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Also, want to remind you to check out the First Take, Her Take podcast. Download and subscribe to First Take, Her Take along with SVPod wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to SVPod. It's me, Scott, my friend, Overmodulated Steve.
1: <laughs> How do I sound? I don't know. It's, it's, One, two, three, four. You got good ears. Come closer to the microphone. One, two, three, four. There you go. Welcome there to we the go. podcast. All right. Get oh, relaxed.
0: I hold the mic the entire time just because I hold the microphone like a grudge, but I hold it so that the sounds okay. Um, How about that Super Bowl 55, huh? Love it. Absolutely loved it. You I'm love it because you, you were right. I was kind of right. I just wasn't out there stunting on everybody on all the shows. What did you say on like daily Wager when they t-
1: asked you about the game? What did you say was going to happen? I thought the tackles being out was a big deal. I thought that was a huge deal because of the talent Tampa Bay has. And I just thought that everyone just, you know, and I get it. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And he takes all the focus. And that's what makes him great is that he could take it all and then decipher all responsibilities away. And he takes all the spotlight but Scott, look at the Tampa roster. Like it's, it's incredible. And I know Devin white went off about only having so many pro bowlers and he wasn't One. happy with his goggle, but man, did he win the post game in that game? That man is, 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 a, 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 his own podcast uh, maybe down the road, but you know, people talked about the first game Tyreek Hill went crazy. He had 15 targets like, Todd Bowles was not going to let Tyreek Hill. He wasn't going to let that happen again. And when you went back and watched it, Tampa had a chance to win that game late. Like, they obviously changed some things and found some things they did right defensively. And that offense just needed time, man. Like, they they started getting their feet wet, and then Ronald Jones, I thought, was really good. He ended up winning the starting job, and then – you know, playoff Lenny was a thing just because Ronald Jones got hurt and then Fournette took his game to another level. I mean, and it, I just thought, uh, you know, they they kind of lulled teams to sleep in the playoffs with Gronk in the passing game because they used them so much in the running game and uh-huh. they knew that's what they wanted to do. So I expected a big game from him uh, going back to some old things that him and Tom could work on with two weeks. But I just I love the aspect of Arians haven't never had one in the motivation factor left, which being a motivator and Todd Bowles, just being able to do things with Vita Vea coming back that he didn't play against Kansas city the first time. So he's going to be able to occupy space. And what they did as a pass rush, I didn't think uh, Mahomes was going to be a hundred percent, even though he said he was going to be. And now you see today he's going for surgery on the turf toe. Like there was just a lot of things and a motivation factor that a team that had plenty of talent, That people just kept trying to knock down because they didn't, I I don't I guess they're not uh, fans of Tom Brady or something, but I mean, the team proved that time in and time out, they they could do it in the wins they had in the playoffs.
0: I mean, but but the script, like everything, I agree with everything you're saying. And here and on SportsCenter, I kind of made fun of myself and we made fun of ourselves here that I said, like, it's hard to picture Kansas City losing because we just, they just don't. And we would talk ourselves into Tampa Bay, which we did. And so them winning didn't feel like some some massive long shot. They were three point underdogs. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, somehow this is getting talked into like the Giants beating the no. Patriots. Kind of no, that wasn't that no. level of upset at all. They were three point dogs for a reason uh, because
1: they were not seen as being uh, incapable of doing what they did. Go ahead. And the one thing I, I did say numerous times is I went back and looked up Brady and past Super Bowls. He didn't have a touchdown pass in the first quarter of any Super Bowl he's ever played in. And his team never had a touchdown scored in the first quarter of any, of any Super Bowl he played in. So I really expected him to be razor sharp coming out, knowing that he, if, if they fell behind like they did in the first game, 17-0, that wasn't going to happen. That so, was a
0: bad beat for your boy. First quarter, under yeah. touchdown with ten seconds left, we couldn't just we couldn't just run one more play and go ahead and get in that in the second quarter. Mm, I was so, I'm not a bad beat. It was a push, but I mean, regardless, I, I the what I'm getting at is that Tampa Bay winning wasn't a bridge too far, but for them to kick Kansas City's ass as thoroughly as they did, that was an eye opener. Mm-hmm. The, the stat that ESPN Stats and Info had about Mahomes running 497 yards on scrambles is mm-hmm. astounding but now part of that as we know with Mahomes he's got that I'll run 30 yards backwards and 50 yards sideways to get to a pass if I have to like I'm more than willing to do it more so than a lot of other quarterbacks but a lot of the a lot of the other part of that was here comes Barrett here comes Vita Vea here comes Indomican Sue a- and it was, he was constantly under duress. He made some absolutely astounding Neo in the Matrix throws that Tyreek Hill's got to make a catch, man. Like, mm. that's a catch Tyreek Hill's got to make early on. Kelsey, too. Mask. Kelsey had a big drop when they were backed up on their goal line after they got a stop. I mean, the, the late Williams drop that hits his face mask, that was more just for what square you had in your squares pool and whatever. They weren't going to win the game by the time that happened. But I'm just saying that, that, that the script the game followed, and the th- domination was really astounding. I, th- I, f- you know, I failed all of our viewers, and I don't think they care, but I do because I got COVID and had to sit out a week, and then we couldn't work for a week because, as people were, I think aware, DC got a little bit sketchy there around the inauguration. We missed a couple of weeks. I didn't do winners, and I and remember I said on on uh, that Thursday show, I'm like we're not doing winners and you're like it's your show you dumbass if you want to do it do it I I just wished I'd have I wished I'd have said Tampa Bay on the show just because all really what it comes down to and and when you do what you do and we do what we do which is throwing out picks on the record you just want to be right and you were you were right was right moving on let's talk about goats why do you hate talking about goats so much goat talk because I'm with you I just I think it's like the lowest common denominator. Goat talk. It's oh. it's gotten out of hand. Goat talk.
1: We there's like you have baby goats now, soon to be goats, old goats. Like, can we just talk about nope. what we're watching and what nope. we're playing? Why does it always have to use that stupid word, goat? Be- and, and you know what the you know what the thing is so funny about it is it
0: if someone's goat. That means greatest of all time. Correct. So there can't can't be a baby greatest of all time. Yes, I know. No, there can't be. There's just G-O-A-T, greatest singular of all time. That means there's one. There can be, there's only one goat. How are there so many goats everywhere? I don't know. There's only one goat. (laughs) Greatest singular of all time.
1: Stop doing this. I'm with you. Oh, my Lord. I... I, I do have to say, though, with all that talk, how are the people that, like, wanted to label Brady as a system quarterback and all that, how are who, they who, doing? Who did how that? How are they doing? Who tonight? did that? What reasonable, what right-minded person? I didn't say anything about being reasonable, but you know they're out there. You know they're out there. Look,
0: there might be, if there's fatigue, if you get sick of the Patriots, if, if, whatever your issue was, well, this is an L you're going to have to oh. eat. Because Man. look, when he at the end of last season, when they lost at home to Miami, who had they had beaten earlier in the year about a thousand to nothing, mm-hmm. when they lost on their home field to that team, which meant they had to play wild card weekend in a game they got beat by the Tennessee, and it ends with Brady throwing a pick six in the rain. There were plenty of people, actually people whose opinions I respect, not just not just you know chatterboxes out there spewing content there's people whose opinion I respect they're like this guy's done it's over and he didn't look look we know he didn't have a whole lot of weapons in New England I get it but there were folks in a big giant hurry to write his obit and be done with it Mm -hmm. and the dude goes to a new team and the. And they won a title. And what's crazy is as good as Evans and Godwin were during this regular season, and they were, I mean, those are two elite wide receivers. That's a, that's a hell of a one-two combination. That's a different conversation. But, I mean, just in terms of wide receiver one, wide receiver two, like, I don't know that there are that many out there that are better. Um, but in the, in the Super Bowl, the three touchdown catches, and Ryan Clark pointed this out, were dudes that were only there because Brady was there two for Gronk one for Antonio Brown. And that's really, I mean, to me, that's an amazing storyline. Like here comes a 43 year old, his retired buddy and a guy that was a great wide receiver that couldn't get out of his own way and kept screwing up at Antonio Brown. Those are the three guys that had touchdowns. Evans was a non-factor in the game, other than the PI that he drew and Godwin really didn't do anything either. Um, So, I mean, at the end of it all, who do you give the credit for there? The Tampa Bay defense and Todd Bowles? Absolutely. But in terms of the, the guys that were there, Leonard Fournette, too, scored a touchdown. He, he you know, he, he gets his way out of Jacksonville. Those dudes are there because of one guy,
1: Tom Brady. When you look at this, and I'm glad you mentioned Bowles because he's he's the real MVP of this game. And no I understand, doubt. You know, you know, like Brady's you go back, through threw for, what, 200 and a little change yards well, they're not going to um, give it to a defense coordinator. Has never and, won the award, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just going back to that. Bowles was just brilliant because I really think he tested Mahomes' patience, and 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 not you know pre snap. You know, you see all the all the pre snap you know pictures on Twitter and stuff of of chain, hey, you're not getting this stuff deep, man. We are leaving guys out. We love 45. We love 54. We're going to tackle and run to everything in the flats. We want you to dink and dunk all the way down the field and. You know, Patrick's not like that. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to get out, get out of the pocket. And I think I saw 92% of, uh, of their protections were only five-man protections. Like, that's not a good job against a team that you know you're limited on the offensive line. You're not using running backs to chip, stuff like that. So I that's I, I thought they would move the pocket more and do stuff like that. But Bulls, when you look at it too, and the way the game plan, he just took advantage of, of what, because I mean, remember when they came right out and ran the ball with uh, Elair uh first drive of the second half, you're like, Oh, whoa. But you knew the Chiefs were going to do that because Patrick wants to throw it. So uh, again, credit to Bowles. It was absolutely phenomenal. Unbelievable. It, was just, it was just jarring to see
0: a guy who's never lost a game by like more than a touchdown. You know, it's just, it's, it's like the, the, the time, like when Bama got destroyed by Clemson, it was just so, odd to see because they lose sometimes not a lot but sometimes and but when they do it it always feels like there's a chance they can win well that that game got away from kansas city and it was just clear they weren't they weren't winning this game Uh, i don't want to get super X and O's because that's not really what we do. But there is one that, that that sequence right before halftime. A lot of people have talked about why they thought that it was this horrible tactical error that Kansas City made. It's 14-6, and there's about a minute, 40, 50-something seconds left. Tampa Bay comes out. They run it on first down. They go nowhere. Kansas City immediately calls timeout. Second down, it's a conversion. I want to say to Godwin that Godwin picks up about six six or seven. And now Tampa is kind of in a hurry to go to the line. Kansas City calls out timeout again. I understood what they were doing. If Mahomes gets the ball back with 40 seconds, he's shown time and time again, they can and often do get points. They get the ball first in the second half. Now, people point out, well, Tampa was in a, they were hurrying to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they were hurrying to the line of scrimmage and they probably would have bled clock. They would have stood at the line of scrimmage, content to let clock wind down. Because if we get the first down, great. But if we don't, we're content to go into halftime. But they got a first down. Then they got the long P.I. to Evans. And then everything changes because they get another P.I. in the end zone. So, like, it almost becomes, in my opinion, like this revisionist history where they're like, oh, that was really stupid. Well, I didn't think it was. I got what they were doing they were trying to get a stop to get Mahomes the ball with 40 seconds and have a chance to score, get the kick to start the second half and maybe lead. That's what they do. It's just Tampa made one play and they 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 got like third, they got like a 5-yard completion on third down. Then they got the PI. So, I mean, there's little things in a game that ends up being a blowout. There's these little things that happen uh that I think Maybe it was just we were so hungry for some angle to dissect because with the game, when it was over, you couldn't second guess a lot of things. I just felt like I understood what the Chiefs were trying to do. Kansas City just made, excuse me, Tampa Bay just made one play, a third down conversion, and then they got a couple of flags. And Kansas City, you hate the flags. You felt like the referees were bad. You didn't lose because of that. Your team was penalized a ton this year. You were penalized more than your opponents were, which is amazing considering you're 14-2. and I would have complained about some of those flags too maybe you guys didn't complain a whole lot about Kittle last year, right before halftime when he got <laughs> called for a PI, you know, sometimes flags, you know, they're part of the story. That's not why you lost. You lost because Bulls and that Tampa Bay defense just totally shut your guy down. And he ran for his life from start to finish.
1: I just go back to Brady and doing what he did. Like they get that first down. What do they do? Take a Aggressive. shot. Cause what are you going you to call that?
0: As soon as they got that first down, you said they're going to, they're going to be, you're going to take a shot and take they a did. shot.
1: I have a question is uncatchable yep. ball still a thing.
0: I don't ever you, see it called anymore. You felt like that ball to Evans was uncatchable. No, the more the one in the end zone, more. But that's true. But the I one in like, the end zone
1: almost hit the goalpost.
0: And Brady had to throw it because they didn't mm-hmm. have a timeout. So I mean, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying. I, the, I just, I, the, the, the 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 PI down the sidelines. I I mean, I think I. It's tough, but I think he could have gotten there. I think if Evans doesn't get if they don't get tangled, I think he could have gotten there. Really.
1: Oof. That's yeah, I, just... I didn't
0: love it. I didn't love it, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was like some egregious bad call against again. They got beat 31 to nine. They didn't score a touchdown. Correct. Tom Brady's the goat. We understand that. Uh, whatever he is, he's more decorated than anybody else. We have a guy who's a Hall of Fame quarterback who's won Super Bowls who works for us, Steve Young. And Steve Young joined us on Sports Center after Tampa Bay won. And I asked him. For you, Steve Young, when you got to the end, was it it the physical ability that went away or was it your level of want to? Was that why you in the end tapped out? I felt like I aged out. I couldn't take the speech from the head coach anymore. The goofball things they say, it's a young man's game. And it's just emotionally just like he felt odd. And I just I honor Tom Brady for overcoming that. The wanton doesn't really go away, and the body was still okay. You just feel like you aged out, and Tom's like, forget that. I don't care how old I am, I'm 25 years older than everybody else. I still feel a part, and I still gather people around me. I can come to a new town and everybody rallies. He is a remarkable leader. And I think we got many books need to be written about Tom Brady, and how he gathers everyone around him to go be successful. I thought that was such an interesting answer, Steve. I aged out. And when Steve Young's talking about like looking around the room and the ridiculous things that coaches say and how for him, for Steve Young, he just was like, I'm just done with this. And Mm -hmm. it's an interesting window into Brady. And it's not in any way a knock. It's not like he hasn't matured. It's just you see him and Gronk afterwards and Gronk's like, you know, two tutties and and Brady screaming, two tutties, two tutties. Like Brady's still that guy. He's still super into being a teammate, being a leader, winning. Uh, all of that still fuels him, and that's that. I just find that really an interesting peek into. Into a guy who did it like at a high, high level, Steve Young, who just said, like, I just, I just aged out. Like, I don't think Brady is ever gonna eventually he'll physically age. Like at some point, he won't be able to do it. It's not yet. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like it will ever be his lack of wanting to be part of a team and be part of a locker room, I should say. But I really found that interesting to Steve
1: Young. I just am curious what you made of of that comment. Two things. Steve Young, his road to his career and whatever you want to say, legacy, whatever that that deserves a 30 for 30. Because if you go back and look at it, it is absolutely nuts what he used to do. And I'm going back because the only reason I know so much of it is my dad's first game as a head coach was against Steve Young and Greenwich High School. Uh, God, what was it? 80 something. How'd that go? Um, Not not well, not well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, dad ran the sleeper play to get one touchdown in so he didn't get shut out but that's another day the but then he goes to BYU It feel like to me he's the most unheralded of all the BYU quarterback you never hear Steve Young's name mentioned with Jim McMahon Robbie Bosco all those guys Ty Detmer like and then you Jim have McMahon, the yeah. the combo of the the USFL and the Buccaneers, like, in the creamsicles, like, the bad Buccaneers. Like, they you want to go back and talk out loud. about some bad football? Bad. That's a bad. bad. Hold, on. Bad, hold, bad, hold bad. on.
0: Otis the dog has to go outside. 22nd oh. timeout for Otis the dog. Talk amongst yourselves, everybody. Otis has to go out. Come on, buddy. Here we go. We got coyotes over here, by the way. I didn't think when I – I thought when I left Connecticut tell, that tell I was leaving. what
1: you go outside at night with when you take Otis outside. What do you walk outside with?
0: A Marucci bat. I got a thirty-four Marucci. Um, there's coyotes?
1: No, man. I don't.
0: I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna bring out the pistol because I don't. I don't know if you're allowed to shoot a coyote. Like I don't know what the rules are around here. But like, they're just. This is mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. They got these feral animals running around. These coyotes. These packs of coyotes. Otis isn't. That guy's got a bad wheel. He's got a bad ACL. I can't have him go out there solo. I can't see what's out there. We got foxes out there. I don't know. Like I'm, a, I think he'd wreck a fox, but a coyote, like Otis Scrappy. sleeps. Scrappy. Otis sleeps on a down bed, bro. He's not ready to fight a coyote. Okay, he no. is a no. no. Is Those days are over. He's a pampered suburban dog. Like he Just like Steve Young was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so back from the coyote talk, we make the smooth segue back to Steve Young. We we've covered the Greenwich High School days. We've covered BYU. We've yep. covered the USFL. We've covered the creamsicle sucking ears. Yep. Now he pivots into becoming what he becomes.
1: Yeah. And like just think about like I, God only knows the, the stuff that went through his head on that road. Finally goes to San Francisco. Obviously, we know, sits behind Montana. And then yeah, I could see where Steve Young was fatigued, but the other side of this is Brady. And there's only one thing that continues to come to mind when I think about him. And it's something that's really gotten away from people. And I really question younger kids as they're coming up now is he absolutely loves to play football. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that comes to mind when I think of Tom Brady and whether it's to you know, keeping yourself right. Like Scott, let's go back to this at the beginning of the pandemic, he signs we're in a pandemic there were there were reports in Tampa like he had to, he was at the park like trying to exercise like you can't be outside dude like go home with a home to the wrong house Yeah well, well, like like, did like that that stuff happened like that's that's how into this thing this guy is We had we had there was helicopters or whatever he was practicing illegally with you know when they got Gronk you know there was Gronk and shoulder pads and nobody else had pads. or no Brady had the shoulder pads on cuz he likes throwing in the shoulder pads and, you know, doing seven on seven at, you know, secret high schools and stuff like that. So to me, it just comes back to, and I and I just question a, a lot of kids, you know, you know, they talk about their brand and everything. And obviously, you know, TB12 has built something, but Tom Brady absolutely just loves to play football. And I don't think many people can see that, or, or I should say that they can understand that. And that's what makes him him.
0: When Steve Young who I looked, he was 38 when he got to the end of his road and, you know, a lot of miles on those tires and he'd, he'd, he'd been through a lot. I get it. But for a 44 year old, who's who 43, I beg your pardon. Who's won as much. That's the part that it's the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Plank started under armor. He's, he's a, he's a friend. We're Maryland guys. Uh, I, I I've been a supporter of, of, under Armour, from the very early days when that company was just a starting, to he became a billionaire and blah blah blah. Well, Brady's an, uh, is an Under Armour guy as well, mm-hmm. and, and they, they, Under Armour has had this this like th- throughout the the rise to whatever it became, the idea of being humble and hungry, right? Humble and hungry. And I kidded with him at one point. I'm like, you know, it's easy to be humble when you're selling, you know, shirts on a trunk of a car, and it's easy to be hungry when you're scrapping to make a dollar, but when you become a billionaire at forty and you can you can order the menu, you're neither humble nor hungry, right? <laughs> Humility and starvation are long gone when you when you reach certain levels of accomplishment. And so for Brady, you got seven rings. How do you still stay hungry? That's the part, the psychology of it that I don't know. I don't know who could relate to that. I mean, Kobe. Maybe I remember I, I wrote one big thing for Sports Center uh, when, when Brady spoke about Kobe after his passing. And I, I think that there was a, that there was a very, very much like looking in the mirror, being driven, the idea of being driven, even though you've won that many, that you're still competing. Uh, I think Tiger Woods for the longest time. But I knew what Tiger was trying to do. He was trying to catch Jack, right? And I yeah. know what Kobe was trying to do. Kobe was trying to catch Michael. I, I I got what the, who they were chasing. I don't know who Tom Brady's chasing. I guess it's the guy in the mirror. I guess that he feels like he owes it to that guy, and that might sound corny, but that really I believe is at the root of this. And that is he's one of one in that way. And so I don't like goat talk, but I think that his desire to be that. Mm-hmm has been proven that it's the greatest of all time his his want to is unparalleled and I don't know when it is enough I don't know when it wanes because the one thing I think people don't ever get tired of winning I just I think they get tired of doing the things they have to do to win and I don't know when that time I don't know when that'll I don't know when that time will come for Tom Brady it's not coming telling you right now Having said all that, that's a, they got a long list of dudes that they got to take care of. Shaq mm-hmm. Barrett's a free agent and Dominic Sue's a free agent. Uh, um, Godwin's a free agent. It's, and there's guys I'm leaving off. D- d- um, isn't uh, Levante a free agent? Yeah. They got a lot of dudes that they got to, uh, they got to take care of. They got to figure that out. That's a conversation though, for another day. If you're Tampa, you enjoy You enjoy it right now. Heck yeah. And what a story. They go. They have to go on the road for every playoff game. They had to make it to the Super Bowl to come home. They get a chance to avenge the two losses to New Orleans in a regular season. They get a chance to avenge the Kansas City loss in the regular season. And they end up uh, as, you know, very worthy Super Bowl champions in a game that was, you know, eh, odd. You got anything else in the Super Bowl?
1: I've got a question for you, Steve. I know that you don't like the goat talk, but can we do a Brady Belichick? Is that okay? No.
0: Wait, why not? We can't do that? No, it's basketball season. There you go.
1: That's so We can talk Ohio State-Maryland, can't we?
0: I mean, they made a lot of threes. <laughs> Maryland had an eight-point lead, and then in one minute it was in one-point Ohio State lead. They made three threes. Ohio State's good. They, they got a ton of wins. Deep. Uh, they're Quad deep. ones. They're, they are, they're deep. are love an awesome they play is an awesome coach, and they're on the one line right now. And the Big Ten announces Tuesday they're moving their conference tournament to Indianapolis, which is interesting because there's a lot of talk about conferences, maybe conference tournaments being an issue, teams that know they're going to be on a line somewhere just tapping out. And I don't – philosophically, I don't like it. I don't like it from the committee standpoint, because if you don't go to your conference tournament, if you're Gonzaga and you don't go to your conference tournament, then there's no way in the world that the West Coast Conference tournament winner should get an automatic bid. If the number one team in America, the only ranked team in your league isn't playing in that conference tournament, the winner of the tournament with them not in it, you could be put in the at-large pool, but there's no way they should win an automatic bid. No way, and you could just change the rules right now. It's pandemic. We saw that. Speaking of the Big Ten, they were, they weren't going to play in August, and they're like, ah, we'll play. And then they said you got to play six games to go to the Big Ten turn- a Big Ten title game. And then Ohio State was beat nah. Indiana. And they're like, ah, hey, you know, we'll do. What you can get. we'll send Ohio State. And then by the way, they beat Clemson. So I mean, it, it it ended up getting I think proven right. What I'm saying is, you can do anything you want. You can change any rule you want to figure out whatever makes the most sense. And with that in mind, Mark few was a guest on sports center Monday after they played BYU and beat them. It was interesting. He said the Marriott center last year was the best gym, the loudest gym they had ever played in.
1: Farnham said the same thing. And he called that game.
0: He's been there. few. He's been there a long time, man, mm-hmm. for him to make that comment to me, I just, that's an eye opener. So, but I mean, I know it's like, it's, it's a big building and those BYU fans, man, they'll get after it as mm-hmm. we know. Uh, Anyway, after they beat BYU in a game that they took the lead in the beginning, Suggs had 24 and was great. I asked him. I said, "Look, how will you guys make a decision as a team about whether or not you guys are going to be playing in your WCC
1: tournament?" The ADs and the presidents and the coaches, will all at the end of the day, you know, especially in a conference like ours, but actually in any conference, it's it's about how many wins all, we all can accrue in the NCAA tournament. That's all. That's how all the schools get their money. I mean, that's how everything's paid for in the NCAA, every sport. So, uh, you know, th- that that has to be part of it. However, I mean, we want to play games. And my guys live to play, and, and I don't necessarily know that we want to take, you know, three weeks off. But I think there's probably a, a way to do it. and And it probably isn't gathering – you know, maybe all 10 teams together down in Vegas. I think, you know, whether it's taking the top three up to Spokane and playing it off up there after they settle it earlier or, or something along those lines. So I think sure. everybody's putting some good thought into it. And I think we'll come to a good conclusion when it's, when it's time.
0: I appreciate few for a lot of reasons. He, he has got the kind of uh, comfort and, and confidence that comes from being a 20 a year guy with a blue blood program. They've, long 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 ago they were this mid-major upstart story they're a blue blood program now he's got ultimate security and that allows him to honestly answer a question which i really appreciate and (laughs) i mean because like let's be honest there's there's a way you could talk around that but without saying here's what we're going to do i think mark tells you what they're going to do like i think we'll make a good decision you know let the rest of the people go to vegas figure out who gets to come up here to spokane and and we'll you know you want to come for the you want to come for the crown? Come up to our place. We'll yeah, be sit- come to the kennel. We'll we'll be sitting right here waiting on you. And you know what? They've earned that. They've mm-hmm. earned that type of. It's not even arrogance. They've just they've earned that. That's all you have to say. I'll stop talking now, Scott. They've earned that, <laughs> and so when he tells you that that's we'll make a good decision. I think he's given you some insight into maybe the way they'll approach it, but this is going to be an interesting question for teams that think, "Eh, I don't know if we want to run the risk of going somewhere and exposing ourselves to this because we're seeing teams that are having to hit the pause button, Michigan, who's, you know, hasn't, they had to cancel the Illinois game this week. They've been, they've missed five straight games. They're on a one line, if it happens in January okay if it happens in the February okay if it happens in early March eh. but if it happens in front of the tournament you can't play and as Mark said in our interview on SportsCenter we all make our money every conference makes their money on getting to the tournament and how many games you win in the tournament and so it makes the most sense to make sure that the team who's the number one seed from the West Coast Conference is going to be in the tournament uh, but that is a I think it's a, do- a dodgy thing for conferences to figure out, which I get what the Big Ten's doing. Look, we're just going to put you in Indy. Everybody's doing virtual already anyway, the same way you and I are talking right now on this Zoom deal. They're going to do the same thing. So whatever. Let's go to Indy. You're already there. Lock yourselves in. Do your Zoom stuff. Do your virtual learning, and and you won't have to risk being on planes and being somewhere where you might be exposed yourself to it. That's smart.
1: Yeah, I, uh, a couple things. I go back to what Gino said Uh, for these bubble teams that are going to say, you know, you know, you know, we deserve a chance. Like you had your chance to win games during a regular season. If you didn't win enough, then you got that, that that's on you. Um, I also look at the idea and I, I, I meant to say it earlier this year, but we have to go back to these past few Marches when we had NCAA tournaments and the idea in the, in the, in the, big deals we make of teams winning games in conference tournaments. The committee has shown year in the last couple of years, they don't even matter anymore. Nope. They don't count those wins as anything unless maybe you win four and get to the final. It's um, cer- so- it certainly
0: has impacted seeding. I mean, like teams that have won games that you'd think would have yes. significantly altered what their seed line was. It really hasn't. You're right. No.
1: And, and 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 so that's what I, I I think. And and you bring up Gonzaga, I'll bring up a Houston. You know, like that league is is you know I I'm not saying you know I would say the last team to, to win out of there was UConn. I think they won two titles as a as a member of the American, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Who's in it? But that that league, like you're gonna like that league, has teams from all over the freaking place, and they're all gonna meet in Fort Worth to play a conference tournament, like. And you already have a team who's a top five team and on the one or two line, like that doesn't make any sense to me. So you got to figure out how you're going to weigh these smaller conferences. And then I would even pare down, you know, the, the big conferences. What is the Big Ten? They have 14, 16 uh, teams. Uh-huh. You know, like, sorry, the bottom four. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, bottom four. Under Bottom yeah, bottom four I mean hey beat beat Illinois beat Purdue beat Wisconsin beat somebody else who was ranked come on <laughs> come on let's not get right, let's not, get, let's not we'll, get reckless now let's not get crazy talk over here about who's not gonna make it you know we'll make
1: it 12 we'll make it 12. there you go we'll get to top 12 make we'll whatever gets lies. Maryland
0: to Indy. <laughs> that's the rule new rule new however rule. many down the line we have to get for Maryland <laughs> to be included. In the conference tournament. He's
1: adding lines in the bracket until we so get to Maryland.
0: in review, Van Pelt thinks that lesser <laughs> conferences and teams shouldn't be involved, but his team should be. Yeah. No matter what. That's that's how it works. Come on. We all know, we all know good for thee, but not for me, or whatever the line is. Is that what it Who's is? Who's the
1: last team that's a member of the Big Ten to win a national title?
0: Maryland. Okay. Weren't in the Big Ten at the time. That was back when I was still ACC, Scotty, but, you know. It's been been a while. Two thousand two conference has not won a title. There's still a crystal ball in the uh, in the building. You know, come check it out when you come to town. Uh, Take a
1: drive over today, maybe.
0: Uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. I just I thought I thought fuse I thought fuse comment was interesting, and and that's it's going to happen. It, what this really boils down to is it's an it's an NCAA tournament committee issue, and they'll have to figure out what they intend to do. And they need to tell these conferences in advance, look, we're going to treat, um, we're going to treat each conference different based on however they choose to move forward. I mean, that's a pain in the ass for them, but that's, that's what I, that's what you're going to have to do. Mm. You know, if everybody shows up for the ACC and somehow, I don't know, NC state wins the whole thing, then all right, you get, you you get a bid, but, but, if the top of that league doesn't, uh, ACC is weird, really weird this year. Actually, with Duke and Carolina, did you watch that game?
1: Of course, mm-hmm. we got a game today, four thirty. Notre Dame. We? Yeah.
0: Tell people who we is, Steve. Duke. Uh-huh. We. That's
1: you didn't just... watch Duke Carolina? No, no.
0: Who cares about that? You just called Duke. We. Yeah. The balls on you to to claim them. Brotherhood. God, if I could punch you through the screen right now, I would <laughs> I would lose that fight. I don't care. I'm landing one. I'm gonna hit you in that big head. I'm gonna ball up my you do have What's a that-
1: good reach. I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, that's not gonna help much <laughs> when the big man gets those bear claws on me, starts throwing me around like a ragdoll. The brotherhood. Why are you playing at 430? You I have no idea. This you know what? That's a, that's a perfect, that's the perfect sort of headline for this whole deal, this whole college season. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on.
1: I know you, this. Uh, you have a plan. Like we, you could go to a restaurant now around here. Do you want, are you taking your wife out to watch Maryland and Miss Minnesota Valentine's night? Oh, Sunday night? S- First Sunday night off of the season. What are you doing? I'm going to
0: hunker down at seven and watch the dirty <laughs> Terps. Honey. Hey, happy Valentine's day. Hey, We got a big one going at the, uh, the Xfinity center is, uh, I don't know, Steve. We got snow. We got a bunch of snow fronts coming through here, buddy. But it's like, like is it real
1: snow or like this is like what do you call it? Counterfeit snow down here.
0: Well, as an example, hey, like let's. It's, and like this, it snowed Sunday. Sunday, it on, snowed all on. morning.
1: Hold on, and then I got in my car to drive in for the Super Bowl, and there's not a peep on the road.
0: Not a peep. This is now Weather Talk on SVPod, brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Download the DraftKings app today and use code SVP to get in on all the action. It, what happens around here that I forgot about is that, like, it snowed all morning, but then the sun kind of came out and the, 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 the temperatures were such that it all kind of melted. It's mm. not... Travis, how are we doing? It's snowing again in Connecticut today, right, Travis? <laughs> Screw you guys. It snowed a
1: ton last week. It snowed on uh, Sunday, and I go outside today, and it's snowing again.
0: It doesn't melt up there, does it? No. Yeah, it melts down here. It's, there no is.
1: counterfeit snow
0: up here. Yeah, it's authentic, real, government-certified. Not a peep down here though. I don't know. It's gonna snow. I don't know what we're gonna do. It is Valentine's Day. When we used to do radio, I do eight thousand reads for different people that you could buy flowers from.
1: Worst fake holiday. I, I still college, quote you from Valentine's Day when you said giving flowers to your wife on Valentine's Day is like taking your car to get its oil change. You're supposed to do that. Right.
0: Like you don't get. it. is actually- one of the
1: greatest lines ever. Like give her flowers on like May second. Exactly.
0: You, there's no, there's you got to be smart about this, guys. There's zero extra credit. It's doing that. You will have been seen to have done the bare minimum. Like what is required of you. So if you want to win, this is this is unsolicited flower content for some it's any of you people that sell flowers.
1: Scott Van P- Pillow Talk with Scott Van. P-
0: it's not pillow talk. It's just it's just common sense for the fellas. Or the ladies, everybody likes flowers. Get flowers for your guy or your gal. I don't care. I just want everybody to be happy. Love is love, but buy flowers. Buy them on a buy them on a random Wednesday in the middle of April. Oh, what's this for? Just because I think you're great. I want you to know. How, I want you matter to me. And this is just this is you're an all star, and I want you to feel like an all star today, February fourteenth. That gets you nothing. No nothing. Oh, well, these these are these are nice. I guess. What else is there?
1: Maryland's on at seven.
0: Yeah, Terps are on seven. Huh? How about that? Let's, fu- let's fire that up. Now, that's DVR only. We'll just put that. We'll record it, and then at some point. Also, when Maryland played Minnesota last time, we DVR'd it, watched it after the fact, just kept away from my phone, and Maryland won that game. So, Ooh. so what will I do this time? Same deal. Hmm. What is it that we're allowed to go out to eat now? Like
1: what? There's mo- longer dining hours. Moco, you can. Have, yeah, they can have a percentage chance of uh, um, people inside, and you get ninety minutes. What was it before sixty? No, it was nothing. It because they had zero percent capacity. Now it's twenty five or fifty, but the original was going to be sixty minutes, and you had to get up and leave. Like who's keeping track of that? I don't know. Not me.
0: But I'm, I'm keeping track of where we are in this podcast. We're talking about snow and, and rules for restaurants, mm-hmm. and that means we've run out of steam. We need to shut this thing down. Stop talking. Okay. All right. That's Steve over there. He's got to get ready for the game that we have for the Brotherhood.
1: Yeah, pre-game, man, you the ankles taped.
0: Good luck. Good luck to the Brotherhood, Steve. See you for Sports Center later. Thanks for listening. This is SV Pod. Buy flowers on a random Wednesday, not not for Valentine's Day but also Valentine's day. Don't miss. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't not get them just other, other times too. All right. Life lessons. We're out.